You're tuned in to Real Talk with the 18th District. All right, everyone, welcome back to Real Talk with the 18th District. This is episode. What are we up to now, guys? Five or six? No. Um, eight. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, unfortunately, we have to talk about, and it's necessary, the ongoing increased gun violence in the city. I'm really privileged today to have a special guest who I work with closely, almost too closely. You know what I mean? My boss, Inspector Derek Wood, he's the commanding officer of Southwest Police Division. Inspector, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be part of this today. Um, you know, we talk about this all the time. You know, right now in 2020, it's about at 100 or almost close to 100 of young juveniles under the age of 18 that are shot. The homicide rate is up. You know, Southwest Police Division, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but unfortunately we probably are, are you know, for various reasons at the top, you know, with those numbers. And... Um, you know, but one of the things I'm most excited about is the gun violence initiative has come to Southwest Police Division, and um, you know we're going to get this under control. We're going to get it back. But if you could, for our listeners, could you just kind of let everybody know, you know, a little bit about yourself, how long you've been with the department, what your function is here now? You know, I know what you do every day, but let the world know. All right, so I'm Inspector Derek Wood. I uh, oversee Southwest Division. I've been an officer for 22 years. I decided to become an officer when I was a kid. I grew up during that crack uh, epidemic. Um, I became an officer to make my neighborhood safer. And for 22 years of my life, I've been doing that. Um, one of the things that I think is very important is we cannot reduce violence without working with the community in a partnership. Um, the times that I have done that, I've seen a decrease in crime. This year has been unusual. We've had a significant increase in violent crime throughout the city and across the nation. Uh, in some of our largest cities. And the gun violence is becoming a culture that's un unacceptable. So we're looking at different initiatives to start to try to reduce violence. And one of the things we're doing is we're starting the group violence intervention, which is ran out of the Office of Violence Prevention. Uh, so far, it's been working for two weeks. We've already spoken some early progress, and we're encouraged about what we've seen so far. You know, one of the, the issues that we have seen, I mean, recently we had the death of Zamar Jones, the, the young boy who wanted to be a police officer, uh, the 200 block of North Simpson Street, I believe it was. And it's the culture that, you know, some individuals, the small, small, small group of people that think it's OK to just shoot in broad daylight out on the street when kids are there. And in fact, the other day, you and I were at a scene, 46 at Market that involved young people and an innocent woman just getting off the L coming home from work. And, you know, in my 17, 18 years, I haven't really seen anything like this. You know, I'm just wondering in all the assignments that you've been in all the years, have, have you seen anything like this at this point? The only time I saw anything like this is when I was growing up in North Philly. And that was the last time we've had any violence that resembles this. That was the early nineties, 93. Um, so, that was a different experience for me because I lived in that. I was not an officer. I was a teenager. And just to have had a fear walking to school every day, going home, I'm sure the citizens in this city feel the same way. Some of the things you see, some of the videos are terrifying. One video a couple weeks ago, seven people got out of a car, a few cars, um, to shoot a corner up. And that was just, I saw that. It was terrifying. The other day we had a six-year-old who was shot by a straight bullet. Three guys got out of pull up, get out of a car, start shooting. They're shooting so wildly, and they're panicking, and they're shooting, almost shot each other. 
I think that's very terrifying for young people. And I can just imagine what the kids are thinking when they see the young people being shot all across the city. You know, my, my counterparts, my other captains, the captain of the 12th, Captain Drissel, Captain McKeever, and Captain Brown now in the 16th, they're not here, but I think a good idea would have get them on this podcast at some point. You know, you really oversee, obviously, us and, and you know, the, the community aspect of it, because you and I both believe in it. You know, can you talk about the community aspect, what the community relations officers do in this division as a whole? Because um, a lot of that stuff, if not all of it, comes through your office. Everything from the job programs to, you know, just a lot of the social things that we do out in Southwest Police Division to combat this violence and give people the opportunity to really live a safe and healthy life. Well, I think uh, it all boils down to having a partnership with the community to reduce crime. And it starts with the trust, but also have a problem-solving model. So anything we've done is all about problem-solving. We talk to the community. They let us know what they need, what are the issues that are facing us. Whether you start the GD program that ran out here last year, that started because Captain Gillespie went to people's houses and talked to them, victims of crime, people involved in crime. And one of the issues that he saw over and over again was people needed a high school diploma. So for the first time in the department's history, we worked with the organizations to create a GD program, and we had 46, 47 people graduate, yeah. and 27 were ex-offenders. That, that was phenomenal. Um, even we had uh, Arthur Bachman on a corner singing karaoke. That came about because we had people saying we need more presence out here at 52nd Market. So what better than have officer come out here, create a crowd of people out there having a good time, but also to, to, to uh, deter any crime because we're out there for a couple hours. At least for those two hours we were out there, people could catch the bus, go in the store, and not be feared they're going to be robbed or anything. So anything we do when it comes to uh, community community programs, it's always based on a problem-solving model where you work with the community to solve an issue. Go ahead, Officer Bachman. So um, looking at the history of how I, since I've been here, um, this year has been really significantly challenging because, number one, um, we're seeing the violence increase at a rapid, a rapid speed. And we're dealing with a pandemic, too. And um, I feel like the hardest part about this is the fact that um, it's like we're doing everything we can. And it's difficult because we can't get out there and reach the people we need to reach right now due to the pandemic and everything's closed. Um, but I also think that um, this is the time that we need the community to um, help us out. If you see something, say something. Yeah, also <clears throat> wanted to piggyback off of that. Um, this has been, and I can even say just because we both grew up in West Philadelphia and throughout the years I've, I've pretty much spent my whole life in West Philadelphia because I currently work in West Philadelphia. Um, growing up, and I, now that I think about it, I'm trying to think like, was it always this bad? Was it always this bad? And um, I think I can think of three incidences where I have witnessed a shooting or have been somewhat involved in a shooting at a very young age. Um, I believe like six or I want to say maybe seven. Um, a guy came down uh, my block on a bicycle during a block party. At this time, you know, block parties, there's a lot of kids out there, the families. And he had an Uzi and he pretty much shot the whole side of the block up trying to target a house. And the crazy thing is I can't remember much from my past, but that instant itself sticks like, I can remember that. Like, the trauma of that, that's very vivid. 
and not much from my childhood around that age is vivid. There's also a time where I was on the porch playing a playing a game, and another car had come driving up my block, and they did, I guess, a drive-by at the end of the corner, and I was on the other block. But instinct, like when we were kids, you don't know what to do, so instincts would be run home. Had, what happened to be my home was on the block where the shooting happened. I would have been safer where I was, but as a child, you don't know it. You run to what you believe is safety, and your safety is your home. And just going to the set that the, the, the young child that got shot, Jamar, I mean, he's on. You can't be any safer than on your porch, besides in your house. So if you if you aren't safe on your porch, I mean, what where do we send children now? Where where is the safe ground for children? No, I think everyone has a has a good point. You know, I think it's a good time to transition into, you know, I, I hear a lot of people say gun violence is a multi-level thing. It's a multifaceted issue. There's not one solution. And everybody in this room agrees on that, I think. The gun violence initiative program, the custom notification program is being rolled out. You know, everybody here is a part of it. You know, to summarize it, basically, you know, we all help identify, you know, those that are most at risk for gun violence, whether it be victims of or, or possibly even doing it. And we, the police department, we're going to combine with other city agencies, mental mm -hmm. health experts, social services to give those people, uh, those young people, uh, an opportunity to change their lives. And, you know, inspector, if you have a couple minutes, you know, maybe you could just give us your thoughts on it. I know you're really excited about it. Um, it just rolled out. So, there, you know, there's some things that we have to work out. But, um, you know, there's a long history of north side, south side, quote unquote, groups feuding with each other. These are almost maybe the grandkids of maybe the original uh, individuals that battled back in the 70s. Um, and just your thoughts on, you know, the first soft rollout of the gun violence initiative, the custom notification process and what you think uh, we're going to get from it. Well, I think so far it's been very encouraging. I was talking to some officers who went out today. This is the second time we've been out to talk to people. Um, and what we do is we come out there. It's not just a police department. It's um, social services and job training um, uh, agencies, state parole, uh, local parole and probation. And we go out there. And also um, victims uh, of murder, their family members come out there as well. So we have mothers out there talking to people we identified as being ones who are involved in violence in these different groups. So we go out there, we knock on their door, we talk to them, and we tell them, hey, listen, you need job training, you need a GED, you need housing, you got any other food insecurities, things like that. We'll offer them all of those services. But at the end of the day, whether you take it or not, the shooting has to stop. And if they take the services, great, um, change their life. And I see people being really receptive. Some of the guys that we approached so far have been really receptive, and the parents are really excited when we come in here, the grandparents. Even the neighbors, when they see us okay. pull up, have stopped us and said, hey, what's going on? We tell them, they said, thanks. You're not just locking people up. You're giving them an opportunity to change their life. If you take it, then good for them. So I think so far it's been good, and I hope that it keeps going. I hope that pe more people take us up on our offer for help. But I'm very encouraged by the beginning of uh, the, the launch of this program so far. Yeah, it's definitely a great program. Um, they did studies that it worked in other major cities and even in our own city, 
and I don't want to mess up the year, but I believe that 2014-ish in yeah, South so Division. Yeah, yeah it's a different format. Different format, but same outcome, same overall goal. Mm-hmm. And just to be a part of it, it's it's great because a lot of times, I think that, that in order to decrease crime or to deter crime is to, I guess, take away or mitigate the opportunity or the need to feel the need to do crime, to commit crime. And a lot of that starts, starts with recidivism. So if we can provide people with an opportunity to leave a certain lifestyle, then more times out of not, then they will. But it has to be a quality opportunity, and that's what this program provides. Now, what I, what I really like about it is, you know, enforcement is just one tool in the bag that we have. You know what I mean? Enforcement is, you know... It's almost a last resort as, as I look at it. You know, when we have to make an arrest, we certainly will. And there's always scenarios where, where that will happen. But Officer Bachman and Harris, you know, if you guys could get into, you know, you, you are the preventative, almost the first line of defense. You went to the GVI, Gun Violence Initiative Training. Mm-hmm. You know, talk to us about the training itself, what it means to you, and what it means maybe for you guys who grew up in West Philly to be on the front lines, the first step of helping or giving somebody the opportunity to change their life. So for the program, what means to me is um, the fact that someone's coming to your door with an opportunity. It's like, hey, listen, this is what we have. This is what we're here to offer. Back when I was growing up, that didn't happen. Like, I've seen people that I grew up with um, turn to the streets, and they never came back. Either they were a victim of gun violence or they was a victim of um, being arrested because of gun violence. And um, I feel like this opportunity gives you that two-way street that that's now being created because back then the streets, you know, the streets were the streets. And I feel like this is a, a great movement forward instead of just having that one solution as just enforcement. We have opportunities and you have job training. Like job training is a thing that you only can get in school, but now someone's coming to the door. Hey, listen, I can get you in this program for this many weeks. And from there, you can be on this road to making this kind of money. And it turns people away from the alternative of just doing something that's going to prevent them in a long journey of violence. Yeah, and um, it pretty much, we're at the, we provide you with the fork of the road that moment in life where it's like, this is my wake-up call. Essentially, we're providing a wake-up call. But as opposed to what we traditionally do is, you know, your wake-up call in the past would have just been incarceration. But now your wake-up call is, listen, we know who you are. We know what you're involved in. But here's the thing. We can provide this stuff to you. It's up to you to take it. But from this point on... We are no longer playing. Mm -hmm. We are at the highest that we've seen in gun violence in a couple decades. So we are no longer playing. But you have the opportunity to change your life. You know, Inspector, you know, for our listeners, Inspector Wood, really 900, 950 officers you're in charge of, almost Almost a thousand, thousand. you know, which would really be probably the third largest police department in the state. You know, we talk, the inspector and I talk about the great job that these officers are doing under very stressful conditions. Now we have some help in this gun violence, you know, epidemic. But uh, I'm going to turn it over to the inspector, maybe for some final words from him in terms of, you know, what he thinks, what what the future holds. And um, 
And then we'll close it out. Well, um, in a light of what happened in the last few months with this gun violence, and especially the last week or so with these kids being um, shot and one dying, I think community is fed up. Um, that's what I've been hearing. I've been hearing on social media, on Walk the Street, people calling me, texting me. And I think once the community is realizing, just like how a Black Lives Matter movement um, and then police brutality, it may change, uh, also may change in the racism, we can have that same energy and galvanize the community to help reduce this violent crime and change this culture. And I think that's what that's what's happening right now. I'm encouraged, all these different programs. And I think that we work together, the police and the community, and they understand we cannot do without them and they can't do without us. I think we can make a real change in the city in Philadelphia because Philadelphia is better than this. We're better than 257 homicides and by the middle of August. So I think we can do better and I think we will do better. Well, to um, finish this off, um, it's unity in the community. So... In order for us to tackle this, we got to do it together. And that's pretty much short. We are just as much a part of this community as you are. Um, We still live in these communities. Uh, A lot of people forget that. And gun violence plagues the entire city. So if you want to do something about it, if you want to be able, if you're fed up just as much as everybody else, go to your local, go to your local district, reach out, see what you can do. See what you can do to help, to assist, or go to your community members. Do what needs to be done. It's time for us all to stand up as a community and just no longer accept it because it is unacceptable. It's been going for on to go for too long. Each year we've progressively gotten worse. So this is our breaking point. It's either all or nothing. All right, and that's uh, it for today's episode. Hopefully, next time we will have. You know, a more lighter topic, but Inspector, honestly, thank you very much. You are, uh, you know, one of the busiest people I know in city government in Philadelphia right now. So thank you very much. All right, everyone.